the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. That's where we're living life, Like It Matters. And I am heading toward Las Vegas this week. Team 242 will go through Leadership Awakening. And as I drive to Las Vegas, I'm going to be thinking about winning. Now, that's an interesting term. You know, a lot of words fall in the category of generalizations. And one of the subgroups in the category of generalizations is a group called nominalizations. And what a nominalization is, it's something you cannot put in a wheelbarrow. It's self-defined. Success. Success you cannot put in a wheelbarrow. But really, winning's about success. And winning you really can't put in a wheelbarrow. Because depending on what you want... Depending on who you are, depending on who's involved, depending on the outcome you're looking for, depending on the time that you're in, depending on the mood that you're in, depending on your blood sugar level, dot, 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 right? That definition could change. That's why we need to have a definition of success. And nobody else can define our definition of success. Why do you need a definition of success? Because how do you know if you're on course or off course? And we live in a world right now where we're so wrapped up in everybody else. We're so busy keeping a pound of flesh. We're so busy keeping a record wrong. We're so busy headhunting Donald Trump. So busy fighting the boogeyman that the deep state created. And that we're off course. We're off mission. We're off purpose. We're running around destroying each other. Uh, There is no brotherly love out there. There is uh, nobody out there putting others before themselves. There's not a lot of forgiveness. There's not a lot of mercy. There's not a lot of grace. There's not a lot of understanding. Boy, but there is a lot of retributions. There's demands for reparations. There's keeping a pound of flesh. There's keeping a record of wrong. There's reminding us of all the pain that's happened to us, all the pain that's happened to people that look like us, all the opportunities that we don't have because of our skin color, because of who we share our bed with, because of our sexual choices, because of choices sexually that weren't ours. I mean, however you want to phrase it. I'm going to tell you right now, as a father of four people, my goal in life was always, and I bet you most parents feel this way, is to give my children a better country than the one I started with. And man, I have to apologize to my children uh, because I have let you down. Because the America that we're handing to our children is nothing close to the great America that people my age at 55, 56, 57 years old 
were handed. I was born in 65. The 80s were my childhood. And I truly believe that the 80s will go and, and time will be recognized as some of the greatest time, fun times, leisurely times. Yeah, there's still trauma. There's still drama. There's still hurt. There's still pain. There's still injustice. It's called man. It's called man. And yesterday, we had a radio show talking about that, the ups and downs of life, the undulating line. And so today, I want to talk about winning. And we got to define success. We got to define who we are. We got to define a lot of things. But people can tell you what's, uh, what's about win, to win, 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 right? I want to win. I want to win. What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? Based on what? Based on whose experience? Based on what outcome? See, this is where we got to know ourselves. We got to live and examine life. We got to ask ourselves questions that most people are so busy in life, they never ask themselves. See, if, if we can keep busy, then we never have to slow down enough to take a look at our life. There's an old saying out there in the Christian world that the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. The question you got to answer is what are you busy about? Are you busy about the world stuff? Are you busy about uh, being a squirrel, getting your nut? Are you busy about getting bigger toys that are just going to be gone anyways? Are you busy about storing up as much as you can and taking care of yourself and looking out for your own needs and nobody else? See, that's why we're going to talk about winning. Because I'm going to give you a list right here of six things that you need to do if you want to win in life. As I go through those six things, I want you to consider that something's missing. But, yeah, this is a great list. At the very end, we're going to talk about what could be missing from this great list. It reminds me of a story I once heard, a story about a Chinese general. He had a noble cause. That Chinese general wanted to change the world. Noble cause. So as he sat down to figure out how he's going to change the world, he realized that first he had to start with his own country since he had authority there in that country. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to change his country, he realized he had to first start with his own community since he and his family resided in that community. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to change his community, he realized that first he had to start with his, his family since they were the pillars of said community. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his family, he came to a dawning realization that the only person he could change was himself. And as he changed himself, that change in himself would affect change in his family. And that change in the family would then affect change in his community. And that change in his community would then affect change in his country. And that change in his country just might change the world. And see, ladies and gentlemen, we got to ask ourselves a simple question. Who are we running around wanting to change when the only person we could change is ourselves? And that change in ourselves will affect will inspire, will encourage, will present the opportunity for other people to change as well. This is the key. This is the key that we got to know. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know what we want. We got to know why we're here. We got to know where we're going. And the one person that we have absolute control over is ourselves. And since we're asking ourselves questions, leaders, let me ask you this question. If today was the last day of your life, if you were getting ready to find out if there is a God, if you were on your deathbed, considering all these existential questions, 
Here's the question. Did it matter one bit? Did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? What difference did it make that the God of the universe came down, breathed life into that carbon-based life form and gave you life? What difference did it make? How many lives are better? What principle, what ideology, what social thing have you changed? How many people know God today because of you? How many people's lives are better today because of you? How many lives have you changed? How many times have you put the needs of others, not your spouse, not your kids, but others? People who don't sleep with you, people don't tell you how great you are, people that don't um, come home and love you every day when you come home and hug you and tell you how great you are, but the stranger, the homeless, the person on the corner, the people walking the street, or how about this, the person that insults you, the person that hates you because you voted for Trump, the person that despises you because you're a follower of God, the person that dislikes you because you're not buying into all this woke lie. How are their lives different? See, ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about winning. We all want to win. But in order to win, you've got to know what your outcome is. Because you can get something on this planet that you think you want. But that doesn't mean you want anything. Matter of fact, there's a great song out there that says, Thank God for all the unanswered prayers. Because if we actually got some of the things that we asked for, uh, they would be the worst things to us. If you don't believe me, uh, why don't you look at the odds or the stats of what happens when somebody wins the lottery. You would think they just won the lottery. All is good. No, all is not good. Check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. Most of them are killed, dead, arrested, in prison. Something terrible happens to them because all the money does is bring out what's always been inside of them. And today we're asking the question, winning. And the question has to go beyond that. Winning at what? And how do you know? I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snow plows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. 
avoid distractions, and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer or just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yep. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we're talking about winning. You know, Trump used to talk about that all the time. Winning, winning, and it would just irritate people. But it is a great concept because people play a game to win. I know my son, Benaya, he just turned eight years old, and uh, uh, my son is learning. But right now, my son is a poor winner and a poor loser, right? <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, the only thing worse than a poor loser is a poor winner. Remember the old days when even when the Republicans and Democrats would call each other nice names as they were disagreeing with each other, they would say, my gentleman friend from North Carolina, even though they they disagreed totally with each other, but they treat each other with respect. Remember when people win, you learned how to be a good winner, humble, and learn, and, uh, you know, a little bit contrite. You know, you don't want to rub it in people's face. Uh, and also, when you lose, be humble in losing. Uh, give people the glory. Give people the congratulations. But even today, in today's world, we're all victims. In today's world where everybody has stuff that we deserve, I mean, think about what we're teaching people. We're teaching people how to be selfish. We're teaching people how to be wrapped up in their own petty little world. We're teaching people how to keep a pound of flesh. We're teaching our kids to to see other kids based on skin color alone. If that person is brown, that person's oppressed. That person's a victim. That person should be felt sorry for. And if that person has no color, they're white. That person is evil. That person uh, is handed everything. That person has privilege. That person's pain doesn't matter. Uh, that person's abuse doesn't matter. That person's homelessness, homelessness doesn't matter. That person's uh, self-destruction and, and the rest of the world abusing them doesn't matter if they're white. Now, I want you to think that in that, what's happening is this lack of compassion, this lack of concern, this lack of caring and empathy we're getting cold, we're getting brutal, we're getting bitter, we're getting selfish, and it's being encouraged by the deep state as long as you're on the right side, as long as you hate those mega magas, 
as long as you, anything that's associated with Trump, you hate, you despise, you think is evil. Do you see what's going on? And this is where this is not political. This is psychological, people. This is what we got to understand. And so if we all want to win, how do we win? Because isn't that what games are about? You want to play a good game and you want to win. You want to win fair. You want to win just. You want to be a good winner and a good loser if that happens. Because remember, life's a a big event. There are lots of mini games in the game called life. There are lots of battles and wars and whatever you want to call it. And winning is a, a whole end piece. There are times that you lose a battle. There are times that you throw a battle. There are times that you give in if you know what it means to win, if you know the bigger picture. But if you don't know the bigger picture, then you treat every battle as if it's the war. You treat every situation as if it's a life and death situation. And then you don't win. I mean, a football team treats the first quarter much different than they treat the fourth quarter, especially when you're in the playoffs. Because the playoffs, you mean you lose and you go home. You win and you get to keep playing, but you lose and you go home. And so something that happens in the first quarter is going to be approached a little bit differently than something that happens in the fourth quarter. And something that happens in the fourth quarter is going to be treated a little bit differently than something that happens in the first quarter, specifically depending on is the person who it's happening to, are they ahead or are they behind? Is there enough time for the other team to catch up? Or is there enough time for them to catch up? Is this the last time they will have the ball on offense? Or is this the last opportunity to stop the opponent? See, all that is different depending on where you're at in the game. And so that's no different than life. And so today we want to talk about winning. And in order to win, you've got to have a goal. You've got to have a destination. But let's go through this list. I got this great list. And I think it is a great list, by the way. I'm being honest with you. Uh, and it's called How to Win in Life. And there's six things. And I went through these quickly before in the show. And someone asked me, you should spend a little more time on that. So I'm going to spend a little more time on that today. And so I got six things here on how to win in life. And I like this list. And I want to go to this list. At the end of this list, I want to consider what's missing. What's missing? Because this is a good list. And so here's your list, six things on how to win in life. The first thing, and this is going to stun people, hard work. You know, I was raised with hard work. I was raised believing that you don't, you don't, you don't owe to anything, that you don't deserve anything. Matter of fact, if I got what I deserved, I deserve hell. I deserve eternity apart from God. I deserve no blessings on this planet because I'm a human being. I'm flawed. My my heart is wicked beyond repair. Remember, there's a Bible. There's 1,200 chapters in it. In the first 12 chapters, 1%, God basically slapped man down three times. Three chapters into the good book, God kicked us out of his home. Three chapters later, six chapters into the good book, God got so fed up with man, he destroyed all man except for eight and then after about two chapters in a year uh, in a boat on the water, God brought Noah, his three sons, and their four wives back to earth and made a new covenant with them, brand new beginning. Let's start all over. Let's have some fun. Two chapters later, the 11th chapter of the Tower of Babel, God disinherited all the nations and then called Abram from Mesopotamia. So not even 12 chapters in, 1% of the good book, God basically uh 
condemns man three times. That shows you the problem. The problem's not God. The problem's not Trump. The problem's not the FBI or the deep state or state-run media like we have. We're no different than China, Russia, and America anymore. We're no different. The problem's us. The problem is human beings. That's the problem. And so if you want to make it successful in life, if you want to win in life, you got to work hard. Matter of fact, the good book talks about that. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. And the great coaches of all time, Coach Wooden, talked about the ethics. He talked about how you play the game, the level of commitment to excellence. I mean, I don't think Coach Wooden would be acceptable today in today's woke agenda. He had the best players in the country that come to him. And you know what he did? The first thing he did, he's taught them how to put on their socks and shoes. That's what he did. First thing he did, started with the basics. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the basics. Hard work, sweat equity. You're not owed anything. You don't deserve anything. When did we get in this that I'm privileged? I have, the, I have the right to have what that guy has. That guy's wife's prettier. That guy has a bigger house. That guy has more social settings. So what? It's called life. Jay-Z is blessed. Kanye is blessed. Beyonce is blessed. Chris Rock, blessed. I mean, Tiger Woods, blessed. Oh, my gosh. I mean, go on the list. List has nothing to do with skin color. As do a lot of other things. See, this is why I love the saying by Teddy Roosevelt called courage. We lack courage in this country. We're pity partiers. We want to play victim. Poor me. It's not fair. I only make $22 million. And if I was, wasn't black, if I was white, I'd make $25 million a game. Oh, my gosh. It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails... At least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory. I mean, you look at someone like a Colin Kaepernick. He was adopted. I guess he's black. He doesn't look black to me, but again, Meghan Markle doesn't look black to me either, but she's a victim because she's black. I I don't get it. He had the best high-end education, best schools, select football, all that. His white family poured into him. Also, he could become famous and then claim racism. I mean, hard work, Colin. Life's not fair. I read that good book. Two things it tells me. Number one, life ain't no fair. And number two, life is hard. So Colin and the rest of us, put your big boy pants on. Life ain't no fair. You do what you can. If you get knocked on your butt, you, you act like a man, Colin. You pick yourself up. You dust yourself off, and you hit it again. What happened in Memphis is terrible, but it's not a cop issue. It's not a race issue. It's a human issue. People are so wound up. People are so disappointed. People are so let down. People have no hope. 
People are being agitated. People are getting, being pitted against each other. There's a fake 1619 history being written. There's a fake CRT being gone. We're being, teaching people to hate. We're teaching people to be victims. Ladies and gentlemen, no one's winning this way. The devil's winning. The, the enemy of America's winning. Darkness is winning. Well, we're not winning. We got to work hard, number one. And you know what number two is on this list? You ready for this? Complain less. Yeah. We got to quit beaching, you know, beach ball, you know, beaching <laughs> and complaining. We, we get our DNA test in this country now to see what percentage of a victim we are. You're not a victim. Victim is a status attached to your identity. Now, we've all been victimized. I've been beaten on most of my life. I've been homeless. I didn't know my dad. I can give you a list. I can play victim, too, and I'm good at it. But, no, we're better than that. Stuff happens. It's not what happens to us that makes us who we are. It's how we respond to it. So step number two of winning is complain less. Quit playing a victim. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about winning. Six steps to winning. That's what we're talking about. We'll be right back after these messages. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. You probably know who your governor is and your senators too, but do you know who your state treasurer is? How about your comptroller? Well, it's time to start paying attention because these officers have emerged as the new front line against the intrusion of politics into finance under the guise of ESG. On my podcast, Meeting of Minds, I recently interviewed John Moranti, treasurer of Nebraska, an agricultural state. He warns that the war against fossil fuels is now turning into a war against agriculture, as government and activists push companies to divest not just from the energy industry, but from industries that use energy. And farms use energy. Whether they know it or not, ESG activists would create a world where we are colder, more hungry, and in the dark. It's time to start engaging with the companies you own in your 401k. Remember, they work for you. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. 
A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. This is your hour of power, and this is Black. I'm on my way to Las Vegas for Team 242. We'll have 16 people in that room, and lives will change. If you want to change life, if you want to live your life like it matters, if you want to win in life, then go to likeitmatters.net. I think my next class, uh, Leadership Awakening, is in March. Uh, I think it's the 9th through the 11th. Uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth, I'll be a full class. I think we're at 12 people right now. I allow 16. Uh, and then at the end of March, we'll be back in Minneapolis. So uh, Twin Cities, here we come. So that is, I believe it's uh, March 30th. So go to likeitmatters.net. And by the way, those of you Leadership Awakening graduates, we have our, our first uh, leadership adventures on the schedule since pre-pandemic. So right now we're looking at doing one in March and doing one in April, and then we'll go from there. So if you finished Leadership Awakening, the time is now uh, to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. And the great adventure is waiting for you, and it's a fun class. And Awakening goes on a scale of 1 to 100 to uh, 25, but Leadership Adventure picks up right where Awakening leaves off and takes you 26 to 100. So I highly recommend you finish what you started in Leadership Awakening by going to Leadership Adventure. So today we're talking about winning because we want to win, right? Win. In order to win, we got to know the definition of success. Absolutely critical. You got to know what is your definition of success. What are you moving toward? How else will you know if you're winning or losing? How else will you know if you're on course or off course? The beautiful poem by Ralph Waldo Emerson on the meaning of living a successful life is one of my favorite It says, what is success? To laugh often and love much. To win the respect of intelligent persons and the affection of children. To earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty. To find the best in others. To leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or redeemed social condition. To have played and laughed with enthusiasm, and to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to truly have succeeded. And today we're talking about six steps to winning. I like the list. Number one is work hard. What a concept, right? Number two, complain less. And that's hard today because we live in a world where if you're brown, uh, you have the right to complain. We live in a world where if you are not uh, heterosexual, you have the right to complain. We live in the world that if you're not sure what sex you want to be, because God made you a sex. But if you don't like it, if you have some dysphoria, and by the way, life is full of dysphoria. Just say no. Dysphoria is a state of feeling unwell or unhappy, a feeling of emotional and mental discomfort as a symptom of discontentment. It's restlessness. It's dissatisfaction. It's malaise. It's depression. It's anxiety or indifference. And I'm going to tell you right now, Scott Black, Mr. Black, struggles with that every single day. That doesn't mean I'm going to make myself a medical experiment. 
That doesn't mean I need to use a different bathroom. That doesn't mean I need to go and say, God screwed up. God's an idiot. God doesn't know what he's talking about. God made a mistake. He made me the wrong sex. What was he thinking? Man, some of you, do you realize what you're saying? That Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai made a mistake. And he got it wrong with you. Wow. You can't be a child of God with that belief system. Because you disown God, you disallow God. There is no God. Because there is not a God who makes mistakes. If there is a God, he's perfect. He's omniscient. So then you live in a world where there is no God. And I'm telling you right now, how do you win this world? How do you win in a world where there is no God? That's a world I don't want to be a part of. And so the second step is complain less. Quit complaining. Quit playing a victim. You might have had a lot of bad stuff happen to you. Man, look what, the, look what this world has done to the Jews. You know why? Because they're God's people. You can't get more persecuted of a group of people than Jews. Man, have you been on Facebook lately? Have you seen all the orphans in Uganda? I have an orphanage, 50 people I keep alive. I feed. I, I develop their land. We bought them land. And yet there's a thousand more on there, people begging for money on Facebook, all these homeless orphans in, in Uganda. And it's true. People just spit out babies and abandon them, kind of like in America. But here we just slaughter them. And so, man, the world's in need. There's a lot of people out there that don't live in America. All, the downfall of America is going to be angry black people that are, are told that, hey, America hates you. you it, like, it's not fair to you. Oh, my gosh. Look at a lot of Africa. Look at what's going on in Uganda. Look what's going on in a lot of these countries in Africa. All these poor black kids abandoned, homeless, can't feed themselves, dying from diseases. Millions of them. I, I don't get it. You're here in America. You made millions of dollars to play games. 80% of the NBA is black. I think 70% of the NFL is black. These are people who play a game for a living and get paid millions of dollars, can go anywhere they want, are the social elite, can have any woman, any man, anything they want in this world, can go anywhere. Heads of state invite them. Go to the White House. And they're victims. This is where we got to complain less, work hard. Life's not fair. Life is hard. We got to put our big kid pants on. Number three. Oh, actually, let me give you a great quote by Alexander Stone. Great quote. He says, I am a winner. Winning is an attitude. You take the good with the bad and you keep on going. It gets hard. Sometimes you get tired and sometimes burn out. But you keep on going anyways because you can. Winners have setbacks, but winners learn to tighten their belts and go on. Winners look at what has gone wrong, and instead of complaining, they find ways of doing it better. Winners know that Rome was not built in a day and take every day as it comes. Winners do not whine. They roar. They roar, LeBron James. They roar, LeBron James. Number three, listen more. Oh, my gosh. We're so busy talking. We're so busy telling everybody what we feel. Boy, you know the problem with social media? Now, everybody is an expert. And then people who have no knowledge of a subject, have no details, want to spout out and attack and and spout the company line, tell you what the deep state says, complain to you by state-run media so they can attack you, so they can ban you, so they can turn the IRS on you, turn the DOJ on you, turn the FBI on you. That's what Russia and China do. We were never like that up until now. We got to listen more. See, there's three perceptual positions in NLP. First position is self. Second position is other. And third position is overview. 
Each one of those positions give you more information. Each one of those positions allow you a little more understanding. What we're lacking in this world is understanding, not justice. Trust me, all those people burning down stuff, all those people attacking cops, all those people claiming to burn down and destroy in the name of democracy, I just got to say January 6th, January 6th, if it's okay in Memphis, if it's okay in St. Louis, if it's okay in Detroit, it's okay in Washington, D.C. We were founded on rebellion. And where did the big lie come? If you don't believe in a deep state, if you don't support the Democratic Party be now joining with the press, if you have a problem with that, then you're anti-American. I would say you're actually pro-American because that's the whole basis for how this country was founded. That's called democracy. We got to listen more. We got to listen to people's struggles. We got to listen to people's pain. We got to listen fully. What are they saying? What are they not saying? How are they saying it? Remember, we all process visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. We talk with hot-button words. We talk in predicates. If you just listen to people, here's the problem. We're so busy talking. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts in our head. The study of epigenetics tells us this. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is functioning. We're still using it, but it's at the unconscious level. It's on autopilot, just like driving home without realizing how you drove home. And so we're so busy talking to ourselves. We're so busy thinking. We're so busy retorting, rebutting, uh, you know, figuring out a way to get out of there that we're not actually listening. And one of the biggest ways we disrespect people is we don't listen to each other. Number four, do, learn, and grow. Make mistakes. Fail forward. Take action. A fear of success. Having to be perfect. People don't take action until everything's right, until everything's lined up just the right way. Then they play victim. Then they claim they didn't have the right. They didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, you do. You just didn't have all the stuff you wanted to do it, but you could have taken chances. I have. The only reason I'm here today on the radio, the only reason I've been doing transformational training for 31 years, because I didn't wait till I had everything to get going. I had no choice. Sometimes no choice is better than choice. So you got to just take action. You got to learn. You're going to make mistakes. Learn from those mistakes and then pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. This is so key. When all else fails, do something. We live in the time of pandemic now where we sit around waiting for something to happen. The problem is if you don't cause something to happen, nothing might happen at all. Confidence comes in the fire. Remember, we live in three zones. We live in the comfort zone. We're outside of that zone called fear, and right outside the, that is the zone called panic. We've got to keep pushing our comfort zone. And if we have to be perfect, if we wait till all the things are aligned just right, we never step outside of our comfort zone. We can't wait till everything is right, till all the moons are aligned. Sometimes we've got to be the MacGyver in our life. What, what used to elicit fear now is familiar. What used to bring about panic now just elicits fear. See, when you practice, 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 stepping out of your comfort zone, you're going to realize that fear is false evidence appearing real. The only power that it has on us or over us is the power that we give it. It's a straw man. One thing I teach in my training, I teach through experience. Because people don't need to be lectured to. People don't need to read another book. They're doing all kinds of reading. People need to live it. People need to apply it. People need to know what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. We need to go from the theoretical to the practical. We need to go from gnosis to epigenosis. In the Bible, the, the word uh, know, there's two words. I think they're Hebrew. Gnosis, they might be Greek. Gnosis and epigenosis. Gnosis is basic knowledge, understanding. 
But epigenosis is to truly know. It's applicable knowledge. It's to really know someone, to know something. And so many people are running around with gnosis, a base knowledge, a surface knowledge, a book knowledge, and then preaching to everybody else who has epigenosis, who's been in the trenches, who's made the mistakes, who's paid the price, who's had to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit it again. Remember Proverbs 24, 16 says a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. Today, we're talking about winning. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. It's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at OnePlace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. This is Scott B. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about winning. 
If you truly want to win, then you need to focus on God because we were put here for a purpose. And I start every morning, have for about 12 years now, with wayofwarrior.blog, where I take some scripture I've been studying, reading, or God's put in my heart. Uh, I highlight that scripture, and then I actually break it down. I elucidate it. I illuminate it. I uh, explain it. I explain what it means. Because when you study in the Bible, you got to know what was meant when it was said back then. Who was it said to? What was meant to them? And then what does it mean to us today? What application does it have? But you always got to first uh, consider what did it mean when it was said? And so, ladies and gentlemen, we got to know who we are. We got to know why we're here. We got to know whose we are. And that's the key. Without that focus on God, then to me, it doesn't really matter. Because if I want to win, winning to me is at the end of my life, when I take my last day on this planet, I open my eyes. I'm in the presence of Jesus Christ. And I hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. That to me defines success. And so you got to have a definition of success. And so go to wayofwarrior.blog. What a great way to set your reticular activating system. You know, to set your remote control first thing in the morning on the God channel, boy, you couldn't find any more peace because the, what you'll find on the God channel is peace. Peace in a troubled world. Peace in a world that's wanting to pit you against your brother and your sister. Peace in a world that wants you to play the victim and then hate people who are different colored skin. Hate people who use different bathrooms. Hate people who don't vote like you do. All those haters out there, the Democratic Party, the haters, the woke, they hate us because supposedly we hate. Isn't that amazing? And yet Dr. King said you can't drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that. Dr. King said you can't drive out darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. And Dr. King would say, I guarantee you, you can't drive out racism with racism. Only understanding can do that. We don't need justice. We need understanding. If I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? We got to quit feeling sorry for ourselves. Quit playing the victim. Quit, you know, It's basically gluttony. We want what everybody else has. Thou shalt not covet. The 10th commandment, look it up. It's violation of the 10th commandment. It's not fair. He's got more. She's got more. 200 years ago, my great, 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 great grandfather lost this farm, and it's mine. I deserve it. Wow. Okay. Then who owns anything, right? I mean, how far back do we go? Uh, It's just crazy, man. Just crazy. So we're going through the list of what to win. And number five, don't let people tell you it can't be done. In other words, don't let other people define your reality. We live in a time where the media, where state-run media, where the deep state, where the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and social media, who, as we found out through the Twitter files, they're all in this together. There's your deep state. It's social media working with the Democratic Party, working with the deep state to control the elections, to control social media, control the narrative. I mean, it's not, even if you're on that side, you you might agree with it, but you can't deny it's happening. And it's okay as long as you agree with it. What happens when the next people who push things down your throat don't agree with you? And now you're the enemy. Boy, I bet uh, the victimhood really comes out then, huh? Now it's good to be the abuser. But when the abuser becomes abused, they don't seem to take it too well. So number five, don't let people define your reality. Refuse to adopt others' map of reality. It's like I love to bring up Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister and a group of people believed long before it was done that man could run faster than a four-minute mile. It never been done. 
So Roger and a whole group of people, he's a British athlete, continue to push and push and push. And Roger Bassler became the first person to officially run a sub-four-minute mile. 45 days later, his chief competitor, nemesis, Landy, ran a faster time. Within 12 months, somewhere between three and 100 and something people ran a sub-four-minute mile. See, Roger Bassler broke the belief barrier. When I was a single dad, I raised my uh, two oldest kids pretty much on my own. Single dad, and I was dating this girl in California, and my daughter Faith uh, was about 12, 13, 11, somewhere in that area. I don't remember where. Uh, and this uh, woman had a daughter who was like 17, and her daughter would sneak out and you know, run around, sleep around, and would do all this stuff. Her, her mom had loose morals too, so see where she got it from. Uh, and we would get in fights. And one of the last real deep conversations we had, and she didn't realize it, but I knew it at the time, would be our last, was when we were arguing about our daughter sneaking out and sleeping around. And uh, she said, well, uh, hey, all kids do that. Wait till Faith's a teenager. She'll do the same thing. And that was it for me. I was not going to let my girlfriend, the woman I was sleeping with, make my daughter a teenage prostitute just because hers was. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept that reality. My daughter married her first boyfriend. My daughter was not allowed to date. I know what happens. My daughter went to college right out of high school. She funded the whole thing, did all the paperwork, did everything. Met her uh, boyfriend at registration, who she knew from church. They started dating. They got engaged. They got married three years ago. He's now starting residency as a doctor. And they follow God. Yeah, it was tough. She didn't get a date. She didn't do all this. But I didn't. I, I had a reality that she was a child of God and that we're in this world but not of this world. I did not let my ex-girlfriend define my reality for my daughter. So you got to understand you can't let other people define your reality. God defines your reality. You define your reality. Take control of it. That's what we need to have. Remember requisite variety. An element in a system with the most flexibility has the most power and the most control. That's you. We are called to be that element, to have the most flexibility, the most control. So number six, ready for this one? Make no excuses. It's called deflection. Excuses like certain body parts. Everyone has them. And today, if you're got any color, if you're not white, you have an excuse for every single thing that ever happens. It's because you're not white. Every problem. Every situation that doesn't go your way, every failure, every a circumstance in life that's uncomfortable, you can just blame because you're black, because you're brown, because you're gay, because you're LBQ. And that's a lie. See, here's the problem. If all of our problems are caused by everybody else, then you have no control over your life. All those excuses give away total control of your life to everybody else. If everybody else is control of your life, it's everybody else's fault for your lack of success, then who's running your life? See, that's the sad part. And then we get frustrated, we get bitter, we get broken, we get helpless and hopeless, and then we get pulled over by a cop and we run, or we attempt to wrestle his gun, or we attempt to punch him in the face, or attempt to run away, and then they're human beings. They shouldn't respond that way, but they do. They're human beings who have struggling marriages, who struggle with depression, who are beaten as kids, who have all the trauma of regular human beings, and now there's a war on them, and now they're told that they're hateful, they're bitter, they're just looking to gun down black people every day. And so now here are good men and good women, many of color, who go out 
and are called names and are attacked and spit upon just because they love enough to want to make an impact in the community. And then when someone spits on them, someone wrestles them, someone who's already uh, has a warrant for arrest or rape or they killed somebody, and now they're working to arrest them, and that person beat them, chased them through the thing, getting their adrenaline going. Now they should stop, calm down. There's no excuse for those cops, what they did. They should all go to jail. It broke my heart. But that is not a cop issue. That is not a race issue. That is a human being issue. And that is why I do this radio show. Because when everybody's told all the time, the world hates you, you're a victim, cops are just going to pull you over to kill you, when that's what you create as their belief system, as their reality, as their excuse, how do you think they're going to respond, people? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's just crazy. So the flip side, uh, flip side of Einstein's coin is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And if you're going to win, you've got to follow those six things, those six simple rules. It's not, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. Number one, work hard. Number two, complain less. Number three, listen more. Number four, do stuff. Fail forward. Do. Learn. Grow. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off and hit it again. Number five, don't let people tell you it can't be done. Don't let people define your belief system, Roger Bannister, your reality. And number six, make no excuses. But in order to win, you got to know what the outcome looks like. You got to begin with the end in mind. When you take your last breath, when you're getting ready to find out if there is a God, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your spouse to say about you? What do you want your kids to say about you? What do you want your God to say about you? What do you want your friends and community members to say about you? See, that's where you begin with the end of mind. And then you work yourself backwards. So if you want to win, you got to figure out whose you are and who you are. Go to likeitmatters.net and I can help you figure those things out. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Freedom 1570 and Breathe Freedom from Nicotine. Get one program for just $2.50. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $2.50 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. So call Freedom 1570 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Some days, I feel so down, I can barely get out of bed. Is this depression? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment, and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.